Welcome to the KBB Review podcast from Taylor's Media with me, Andy Davis. This is episode two of our new special podcast, looking at how kitchen and bathroom retailers and suppliers are coping and managing the business uncertainty surrounding the coronavirus situation. We'll be hearing from a couple of very interesting guests today, but I really want to hear from you as well. Everyone listening to this, um, I want to find out how you're doing and in particular hear what ideas, plans, strategies you have for keeping business going. Equally, are there any specific issues or problems that you'd like to share and see if anyone else has any answers or solutions? So get in touch with me via LinkedIn or email me at andrewdavis at taylistmedia.com. I'll put that address in the episode description. And please subscribe wherever you get your podcast to make sure you don't miss any episodes coming up. Once again, a shameless plug for Taylor's Media, the very company I work for. We are very much open for business. We're working on the next issues of KBB Review, Kitchens, Bedrooms and Bathrooms, our consumer magazine, and Studio, the magazine for residential interior designers and architects. We're also updating our websites and email newsletters as normal too. So use us to tell your retailers and the wider industry that you're open for business as well. Okay, joining me now, hopefully down the line, we've got Richard Hibbert from KSL in Sudbury. Richard, are you there? I am. Morning. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Well, look, we're um, we're just catching up with as many people as possible. Obviously, you are also the current chairman of the KBSA, so you've got your finger on the pulse of what a lot of uh, independents are going through at the moment. Let's start, actually, in case people aren't overly familiar with KSL, just give me the 10-second version of, of who you are, what you do, and where you are. Okay, so my business, Carousel, is in Sudbury, Suffolk. We do kitchens, bedrooms, bathrooms from design through to installation and then chair the KBSA, which is a trade body for the independent kitchen, bedroom, bathroom business. So how many sort of staff and employees have you got there at KSL? So full-time staff, there is eight of us through designers, project managers, down to cleaner and accounts and marketing. And then we've got our team of self-employed installation teams of, uh, who worked for us for, for many, many years but like to stay self-employed. Right, okay. So give us a little snapshot here now of the current status of, of, of how things are for you. Well, I think one thing is we're quite lucky in Suffolk that we have had, we're, we're kind of set on the the edge of things and we're, we seem to be uh, not as affected yet. I mean, we are and people are worried about it. People are taking care of People are still coming in the showroom. We have done a couple of video calls with people, but we've we've sold jobs this week. I've got someone else coming in this week to sign up for another kitchen. We're still fitting. I think that's key. Is uh, and it's kind of the British way. Is you know we don't want to stop. We want to carry on. We obviously want to heed advice, but we want to be positive through this. But I'm guessing you must be planning for a a, a drop off in that demand. Yes, I mean, we've, we've planned for the worst. We, we've got a plan and a policy in place. Staff can work from home. I can be basement. I, I live two minutes from the showroom. I can base myself here and coordinate things. And that's our plan. Fitters will work if they can or where they can. But we have got a policy in place. Uh, we've shared it with our staff. We've, um, we've made sure they're comfortable and they know that they're going to be paid. I don't want staff to feel they have to come in and, and obviously affect everyone. And I don't want them to to be worrying about their their mortgage and all things like that. So I've I've committed to paying them as a first step anyway. And um, we've just got to keep abreast of it, keep keep speaking to local government offices when they've got information, know what we can get hold of. Um, There's a lot of support out there. We've just got to 
get out and, and look for it, really. So, so far, so good for you, but obviously, as you say, plan for the worst. What kind of vibe are you getting back from other KBSA members? We, it's, it is a mixed bag, really. We've got some that have, have closed. We've got some that um, are remotely working. Some that are doing are only opening insurance appointment only. We've we've had people calling up saying we've had people worried about their jobs and asking us to to stop and not come. So there is a real mixed bag. We there, there's plenty of people I've spoken to as well who have got no people coming in at all, and people phoning up and, and cancelling appointments and different things like that. So there is a real mixed bag, and, and you speak to others, and it's like nothing's happening. Right. So there is a real mixed bag out there, and, and it's unfortunate. And it's one of those things where if if one person's been affected within the business and they've been around other people, it's shutting you down pretty much. So what are you? What can you do in your own business, or what what are the KBSA advising members to do in terms of trying to keep business coming on through the door, whether that's literally or virtually? From the KBSA point of view, we're not trying to um, baby our members. We're, we're sort of giving them the the easy links to go and get the information, the, the links to um, things that have come out from the government, links to our uh, corona support lines. We've got they've, all members have got access to free legal support, health and safety, and HR support and things like that, which is, is massive at the moment because you know people don't know what their rights are, what they can do. They don't want to say you're on statutory sick pay, and then you know they don't want to get themselves deeper into trouble. So the, the support line is massive for our members, and it's free to use. So we're, we're trying to give the 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 information on a plate pretty much to them without without babying them. We've got a closed Facebook page for members, which we're encouraging our retail members to join up so we can just give ideas, speak to each other. You know, we're all in this together, really. And the more people that stick together, the better it will be for the country and, and, and the better advice that will get around. We've been talking about a buddy system for a couple of months, but it just felt right to launch it. Talk, talk me through how that actually works then. So really, it's a bit like a men. It's kind of when when I first started, I I, I do um, I do a bit of consultancy and, and a bit of mentoring to, to KVB businesses, but to newer local businesses to me as well outside of KVB. Kind of wanted to bring that to the KBSA because we've got new members, we've got people that have never employed staff before, to completely experienced. You know, we speaking to Diane the other day. She's been in business thirty nine years, but so no Barry. one. Yeah. yeah. But but no one knows it all, and and things are changing. So having having a buddy system is a way of um, allowing members to to speak to someone, whether it's a it's a peer on par, you know, someone who's been in in business for similar or even less time, but have got practical advice to give, or it's just a chat. And, and we're we're treating this as yeah, it's a business support, but it's also a a mental support because people need to talk to people, and and, and as easy as it is, it's. You don't really want to take it home. It's hard when your wife's, I mean, my wife's at home with two kids at the moment, worrying about things every single minute. And um, for me to then go and bring my worries to it, it's, it's almost nice to be able to, to speak to someone like for like in the same situation. They might have a tip that you can take on, something that's worked, something's happening. There's a real message. I mean, obviously, if you're not a KBSA member, this this isn't available to you. But the underlying message of talk to people, find people who are, who are experienced with this kind of thing, go out and that might be a local business group, it could be other KBB retailers, yeah. it could be anything, couldn't it? It's, it's trying to, yeah. you know, a problem shared is a problem solved, that's the message yeah. that's coming clear here. Yeah, and, I'm, yeah, and I'm, on, I'm on LinkedIn and social media and I've kind of put on there that, you know, if anyone needs to talk then 
and give me a shout. So I'm, I, the KBSA, uh, we, we had a great KBB and a lot of positive vibes and we, we've um, spoke to people afterwards and they're kind of like, well, can you kind of come and see me after this has all died down? And, and what we've, we've looked at doing with a lot is just saying, right, we, we're just going to give you membership. Yeah, we're going to sort of put you on the the start starting road to it anyway. Give you three months support, and and you can get access to some of these systems and and buddy systems. And even if it's just the buddy system and the Facebook page for three months, it, it will help your business. So how um, so so how how would people access that then? Is it just contact you directly? How what's the best way to go about? Yeah, that? well, I think the I mean, given the KBSA, uh, Dawn's in the office still, so giving Dawn. A call. Just search KBSA on on Google, and probably the best way is to ring the office and, and speak to Dawn. Back to your business. What practical mm. steps are you taking to kind of plan for what you're going to do over the next few weeks? I mean, there's obviously stuff you've got to do with your staff, but what about yeah. actually getting business in? What what sort of marketing are you doing to try and keep well, some business flowing? Yeah, I mean, we're we're obviously reassuring people. We're we're trying to tell people that you know, if you place your order, we're gonna we're going to order it, get it in, and not wait until things stop. So, you know, it's not going to hold up through through stock availability because most of our suppliers are stocking things in the UK, and we'll happily buy them in. We're we're obviously checking things like remote working and other things like that, but really reassuring. I think key is the people in their business. If there's things that they don't need to spend out on, they can they can curb that for a little bit. But marketing is certainly not something you want to hold back on because at the moment we've got a load of people that are at home. They're looking at their house, their kitchen more than ever. And if you don't market to them for the next two months when potentially they could be at home, come the end of that and they think, right, you know, we want a bit of positivity. We want to feel good. We want to do our, you know, we want to do our kitchen. They're going to be going to the people that are marketing and, and carrying on their business. I think oddly, because of the way there's a certain level of community spirit developing here, they're much more yeah. like, they're much more likely to go and support a local business as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so much, so many posts about yeah supporting your independent business, yeah. families, and and things. So yeah, it's it's great, and and we do team seem to stick together more in a crisis in the UK than day to day normally. So I, I think I don't I don't mean to say take advantage of the situation, but you need to more than ever is you've got a captive audience at home. They're probably online because they're not going to the cinema, going to restaurants. They're they're, yeah. they're probably spending more time researching, and and you want to be in front of them really. So when things pick up, you can take advantage of that. Well, look, that's a very positive message, Rich. Thank you very much for that. Now, there's a new there's a new feature I'm introducing here because I've just literally just thought of it. I'm going to ask all my guests for what their most positive, feel-good, favourite song is in a new feature that I'm calling Deserted Kitchen Island Discs. <laughs> right? So, Rich, yeah. I have pre-warned you about this slightly. So yeah, what, yeah. what is your most positive, feel-good song? Well, actually, mine really stems from my kid. Whenever I hear this song, all I, hear, all I see is my family dancing around the kitchen table or, or going crazy dancing around the kitchen, and it's, it's Happy by Farrell Williams. Oh, good choice. Um, well, look, if we can afford it, I would now play in that song, but we're not, we're not Radio <laughs> 2, so we'll, I'll, put yeah. a link, I'll put a link through on the, on the description. But, Rich, thank you so much for your time. It's a really positive message. Thank you very much. And if it's okay with you, we'll come back to you in a couple of weeks' time and see how you're getting on. Yeah, no worries. All right, cheers, mate. Thank you very much. Take care. That was Richard Hibbert from KSL in Sudbury and the chairman of the KBSA. 
I'll put all his social media details in the description of this episode and links through to the KBSA website. Okay, so joining me, hopefully, up from Scotland is Neil Clark, the MD of Frankie UK. Hello, Neil. Can you hear me? Andy, yes, I can hear you. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you doing? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. Well, look, Frank is obviously a massive supplier to this industry. Give us an idea here of the current status of how Franco in the UK is working, because, of course, you cover every single channel of the market, really, from merchants through to construction through to independent retail. So give us an idea of, of here and now where you stand. Clearly, we're we're in the middle of a situation that's, that's changing by the day. But um, but I, I think it's fair to say that we've we've been focusing probably until about a week ago on the on the supply side of things. So really, how do we uh, ensure continuity of supply into the into the UK and therefore into into our customers? And I think I think we're, we're fairly satisfied with how that's gone. You know, one, one or two products where we've had some challenges, but I, I think I suppose the benefit of being part of a large group is that we have factories all over the place and we've been able to to source products and keep keep supply moving um so that that was really the first phase and then i think i think the next concern then was really right how are we going to are we going to function going forward we look at what happened in uh, in italy and uh, and in other parts of the world where we operate and uh, it has become you know more and more difficult to, to function as a business and i think as a group we, we recognize that that in the uk and in other parts of uh, of the world we needed to put plans in place to to really get ourselves ready for for what might might come as of monday we we, we put a plan in place i think around about 90 percent of our staff are now working from home we're, we're, we're quite fortunate that we've got the the it and, and telephony infrastructure to be able to do that and uh, and we put in place some measures in our warehouses to create separation we moved to split shifts and uh, really it's all about trying to i suppose maximize business continuity so so you know we, we you can never guarantee anything but um, but we we've, we've been trying to do everything we can to to make sure that we can function for as as long as as long as possible so so we're now um, what four days into that, and uh, so far so good. I think um, I think people are are adjusting to uh, to home working um, quite successfully, from what I can see um, so so far. Um, and uh, and we've had no major issues um, to date, but uh, but but clearly, as I say, that the situation changes day by day, and uh, and we need to keep adapting and uh, and refining and uh, and just just making sure that we're 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 doing what we need to do. Well, I guess that's the that's the question here. That's the difficult part is that adaptation because a lot of that delivery network that you're keeping going there is about fulfilling existing orders. I guess. Yeah. You know, how, yeah. how can you possibly predict at this stage what the level of demand might be this time next week, next month, whatever? How do how, how do you even begin to get your head around that? It, it, I mean, it, it is extremely difficult. I think I think what what we can do, obviously, is we can look um, beyond these shores of what's happening, perhaps in in other parts of the world where um, perhaps they felt the impact a little sooner than we have, and um, and that tells us that that we definitely going to see a, a downturn. The question now is, you know, what what what's that going to look like? Where, where is demand going to go? And uh, and we, we've we've modelled a number of scenarios, I suppose, that uh, that. Uh, that are, are, you know, from, from uh, on a scale of, a, I suppose, fairly bleak to, to reasonably optimistic, and um, and we're, we're 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 trying to work with those. Um, so so I guess we've gone from a phase of trying to maintain supply now to to really trying to understand demand and how that's gonna how that's gonna change as we as we go forward. But but you know we, we don't have a crystal ball, but we need to be realistic here in terms of uh, in terms of what what is going to happen. Okay, so you're. Um 
uh, obviously you're, you're a massive brand. Uh, as I say, you have a, a, a level of understanding of, of, of every market. What can you do at a kind of grassroots showroom level to help those retailers who, are, who, are, who have no idea what to do or how to press forward? What can you do to help them? Clearly, you, you're right. We, we're operating in, in, in many markets and we're seeing things happening in, in, in different parts of the world. I think Clearly for us, being able to communicate with us is very important. And that's been one of our priorities to make sure that we're, you know, we're, we're communicating openly with, with our, our, our kitchen studios. We, we, we sell largely through distribution in the UK. So our distributors have a role to play in this as well. But really making sure that our sales team is available, um, that they're well informed in terms of the situation uh, with regard to stock and with regard to product availability. Um, and, and making sure that uh, the kitchen retailers and, and our other customers have, have access to our, our teams, um, either by, by telephone, um, using Skype calls, or, or if required, um, we'll, we'll, we'll go and visit if, if the retailer is, is comfortable with that. So, so I guess, you know, those are, those are the basic things that we can do in terms of, um, of making ourselves available and, and just trying to maintain as much uh, normality as, as, as possible. Because a lot of retailers are functioning, they are open. They might, I mean, one of the, the, the interesting things that's come up a few times, because of the way this sector works, people don't pop into a shop and buy a tap. It's part of a much bigger pro, a project that, that goes over a, a period of time. So there is a level of conversation and dialogue that happens between customers and the retailer in the showroom. And that can carry yep. on without having to go to the showroom. So it's in a, it's in a sort of strangely unique position there compared to, I don't know, fashion or, or even you know, hospitality. The level of business understanding, I guess, might be limited because we're in uncharted territory here. And that, that's the bit where do you think retailers need the most help? So, you know, I, I guess as a, as a supplier to this business, we've got to focus on what, what we do for those businesses and, and, and trying to make it as easy as possible for, uh, for those businesses to be able to get access to information about us and about our products. There are obviously um, a number of other sources of information for the businesses and uh, there's organizations like the, the, the KBSA, which we're members of, and clearly advice from government. And uh, my, my, my perception, if I'm honest, is that, is that government could be doing more in terms, of, uh, in terms of supporting business. But again, that's changing by the day. And I understand they're in a very difficult situation and are having to, to try to, again, adapt their story as the situation evolves you know i'll be honest i think we have to focus on what we do and uh, and how we can support and uh, and there are you know other agencies and other organizations which i think can can perhaps give advice on on other aspects of the business are, are there any positives within this at all that you can see i mean i know it's very dark days because we're right in the middle of it but a lot of people saw uh, use these opportunities and i saw this back in 2008 when the markets were collapsing then that people see it as a real way to address the the address their business look at the efficiencies that they have search for new opportunities i mean do all these kind of things always come out of these catastrophic short-term events i think inevitably yes um you know i i think that um the, the priority clearly has got to be on on being able to, to continue to function as a as a business in the in the short term and I, you know i understand that um, that many smaller businesses you know if, if football stops and uh, and inquiries dry up then the focus has really got to be on on survival assuming that that they can come through that and uh, and survive then uh, then i think i think there are areas that that every business can uh, focus on improving and it's you know perhaps just on streamlining what they do certainly is something that we've been looking at we've all got massive lists of stuff that we have to do and the reality is that um is that you know probably 20 percent of that 25 percent of that is really important the rest is is nice to do and uh, we've taken the attitude that no, let's let's really focus on on what's important and focus on what's essential. And and I, th- I think every business business can uh, can adopt that principle. 
I think that's um, very. I think that's very sound advice. Well, listen, Neil, thank you so much for spending your time today. I've got one last thing to ask you. Okay, I'm asking everybody uh, to pick one ultra positive feel good song what would be the one song that you would put on and it's a feature I'm calling Neil brace yourself I'm calling Deserted Kitchen Island Discs Deserted Kitchen Island Discs right yeah. okay so um, you put me on the spot here but the, the song that I would pick is by the band R.E.M. and the song is Stand and if people haven't heard Stand by R.E.M. it's a very uplifting song so go listen good to choice it. Good choice. You see, now right. I'm getting some good ones here. My, my worry is that <laughs> at nearly 48 years old, there'd be lots of songs I'd never heard of. <laughs> but well, okay, yeah, I've heard, you I, might, you, I know you might, R.E.M. You might just heard yeah, yeah, all right, very good, very good. Now go, go listen to it. <laughs> all right, Neil, thanks very much for your time, and we'll try and catch up with you again in a couple of weeks, maybe. No worries, okay. Thanks a lot, Andy. Thanks, Cheers, Neil. Then. Cheers, mate. Huge thanks to Neil Clark from Franca there. I can only imagine the kind of things someone in charge of a company that size is trying to negotiate at the moment. So thanks to him. And once again, I am looking for people with positive ideas, advice and actions to come on and talk to me. So if that's you or you can recommend someone, you've spoken to someone who's given you some good advice, please get in touch and let me know. You can find me on LinkedIn or email me direct, Davis at taylistmedia.com. Please rate, review and especially subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode and help others find us. See you next time.